guys, welcome back to Bill Nain Easy. This is Dakota. I am Lori. And it is time to chat about the recap of 2023. Yeah, it's December 29th, 2023. What time is it? So give, that, 20, give that time stamp. 2023 is almost out of here. 1233 Central Standard 1233 Time. 1233 Central Standard. Um, so it's almost 2024. And what wow, the heck? did that year zoom by or what? It was super crazy. It went by really fast. First, let's say, if you find, we're going to talk all about lessons and takeaways and what we're taking into 2024 for building a business today. Um, if, you, if any of this resonates with you, you are a small business owner, you have someone else who might benefit from and can learn something from our pitfalls and maybe do it better, please subscribe, like, comment, share it. Help us. Um, that's one of our focuses for the next year is to just get into more people's homes and in their ears. So Yeah. If this is bringing you any value, leave that comment down below and we'll keep we'll keep giving it, you know. So t- this year was really crazy because we jumped straight. Wow. There was just a lot. There was lawsuits that happened this year. Which there, we can't talk about. Which we can't talk about. There was a lot of money spent, a lot of money made, a lot of lessons learned. Where do we where do we even start? I mean, I guess, you know, I said this a couple or maybe last episode that my takeaway was if you were going to start an agency, that you needed to have a lot of capital. The the thing that you and I have working for us. Yeah. is that we both sell a lot of insurance. We're very fortunate to have, you know, a pretty um, strong cult following, and we get recommended a lot, and we're so grateful for that. Keep doing it, please. But our personal production really funded, and if, if, we, di- if we had less, if we were less strong producers... It'd be over. We, it would be curtains, for sure. Yeah. So yeah. that is, like, such a blessing... Such a, you know, again, another takeaway is just you have to have capital before you venture into probably any small business ownership on some level. But the thing with doing this, you know, because insurance is conceptual, it's it, there's you don't have a tangible product, right, that you're handing to someone. It's not like an exchange of goods. They walk away with something. So you have to kind of sell people on an idea, and protecting them from the what if, and all of it's very conceptual, not literal. Yeah. And so, um, you know, it, it can be a little tricky when you think about we have to, in turn, go out and spend a ton of money on marketing because so much of our following or our leads come from Facebook. That's a whole other platform yeah. you have to advertise with. Um, all of like Facebook because it is such a superpower and Google advertising. But not Facebook paid, Facebook organic. Well, that's where it comes from, but because that is kind of Facebook is kind of our audience, like our niche audience, we have to spend a fair amount of money advertising on Facebook. And Facebook just gets more and more expensive and the rules become more stringent all the time for how to like crack that code because everybody's competing. Also, you're you have so much competition on Facebook, right? Like, yeah. And I'm sure my feed is you know saturated with insurance because of what we do, but man, there are a lot of people out there just all kind of fighting for the same customer, right? Yeah, the same customer, and it's who who has the better like marketing tactic to get get people in the door, you know, and like offer the most value. And it's hard to do marketing sometimes around insurance because we don't control the products. We just shop, we just shop the product. So it's not like we can give like, it's not more in the guarantee of the product. It's more in like solving a problem that someone's facing to buy that. Right. And they can't return it and you can't like offer a discount. Like there's not a a Black Friday sale. Yeah. There's not like a Black Friday sale going on or like put this code in, you know, it's more so like, or you have this pain point. We solve it. But the other thing we learned too, difference between marketing between health insurance and life insurance is health, you're always solving a problem. Like, no one else, no one goes and buys health just because, like, they want it. They buy it because they have a problem that they're trying to solve. With life insurance, though, you have to, like, almost create the problem, right? Like, you got to bring through storytelling and pain points of someone who's 
like going through something because it's not like a current problem they have right now. It's like a future problem, you know? And so it's just different, you know? It's just different games on, on generating, generating clients. Well, you know? and I think, you know, when you talk about marketing, and again, this is like, these are all things like in hindsight, they make total sense. Like it, we probably should have been able to figure it out. But until you're in it, you're just not even thinking about it, right? But like to advertise on social media, there are multiple so social media platforms and every one of them requires you to flex a different muscle. Like your TikTok audience <laughs> is totally different than your Facebook audience is different than your Instagram audience is different than your LinkedIn audience is different than your Google search audience. So like you have to almost yeah. have every different platform, you have to have a different strategy to be able to speak to that client or, or catch their attention at all, right? For sure. Like each, with especially with health insurance, like you're solving a problem. So you're almost finding your marketing goes around that niche solving said problem. Like uh, of someone who's losing a plan and just needs it for two or three months, which we get a lot of calls for that, is different than someone who's self-employed and like just needs it for like forever, you know? Like, or someone who needs to cover just one prescription but they're trying to find that prescription covered. Someone who needs to cover one doctor, you know, it's like you're marketing around those different pain points and trying to get well. And so five platforms, if those are if I just named five, that means five times five x the cost because you really have to have five different messages and strategies for each one. Yep. I mean, marketing yeah. is just just it's a never ending budget, and I think with marketing. You know, yes, it's absolutely true that the more you put in, the more you will probably get out. But the, but before you start to see any real ROI, you almost have to figure out the algorithm of that specific platform, yeah. which is the part that's extremely expensive. And so you would have to potentially throw hundreds of thousands of dollars. Now, I'm not, I'm not opposed to spending money to make money. I think that that's important as a business owner. But at some point, you could find, you could f easily find a way to spend five hundred thousand dollars, no problem, every month in advertising. Like it's just, it's the the machine you have to continuously feed, and it gets more and more expensive. And everybody that you talk to, it's they they know everything there is to know about it. They're the best. They're the ones you should be dealing with. Like it's hard to discern where like people that are just trying to to get you for three months. You know, because yeah. they all have like a three month clause. Like you've got to be yeah. with us for three months. Well, the reason is it kind of takes my understanding. I am not an expert on this, but from what I've learned, it takes about three months for you to start to see traction and figure out yeah. the and get in front of the right audience for a platform. So these marketing companies that are out there, there's a reason they have a 90 day clause in there before they will sign on with you because in that 90 days they're going to tell you we're going to go spend a bunch of money on advertising because because it's always the cost of their service plus a separate spend for the actual ads right so you got to give us 90 days because it's going to take at least three months to figure it out and it, by the time you're 90 days in and you realize that they haven't figured it out and that you have you've spent <laughs> all this money yeah. like I've had that happen multiple times um, in my career because I, I know that it's a need and I want to figure it out, but wow, it's an expensive, it's an expensive thing. Lesson. Yeah. The best thing to do is to find the, what, what's worked for us this year is finding partners who've already cracked the code and they take a percentage of the sales for, for aligning together and then take that money and invest it into testing and in which we haven't even really fully executed the second part, but that's what worked this year is like finding partners who are in that said niche who have already driving traffic and driving well i think that that's that's true for any business any, any it's, business it's, and not just around marketing it's like finding someone who's already been there and figured out some of the pitfalls and is willing to help you sidestep those landmines is everything because you could exhaustively spend every resource you have trying to figure out how to solve some problems or you could put that double down somewhere else, put that money and those resources elsewhere and find someone who's willing to kind of give you the rule book 
And so you can just not make the same mistakes that they made. Like, that's amazing. I, as much as I find I can be really turned off by some people in insurance because it, oh, there's, yeah. there's a lot of money to be made. And so, unfortunately, when there's more money to be thrown around, it attracts maybe not it, – it's like an unsavory kind of character – um, and so as much as I can be really turned off by some of the people that I've met in this career, I also am really over this past year, so grateful for some of the people that we've met mm -hmm. that seem to have a good heart and the right, you know, intentions. And those people are few and far between, but they are like worth a million bucks. So yeah, I'm super grateful for, sure. for that. Like, um, I, we might talk, might've talked about this in the last pod, but you pay a price for not knowing, like figuring out, like it's like three, five times the cost, like ignorance tax or something, you know? And so well, the best thing I can give if you're building any business is go jump on Insta, go jump on LinkedIn and start cold DMing people that are in your niche. Like go jump on social, go like find people that are absolutely killing it and at least get a call. The, the, what's funny about people who make, make it is they're willing to jump on the phone with you. Like if you come from like a good, um, I don't know, vibe and like, hey, I'm just like, like, let's brainstorm, like figure this out. Like you, you down to jump on a call. Like a lot of them, I've gotten a lot of calls with people who make, who have $10 million brokerages, who have a thousand downlines, have call centers and they're just like, they're not going to give all their secret sauce, but like they're, they're going to help out. Why? Because a lot of times they're trying to like recruit you. So that's like another side angle, but it is good to brainstorm with those people. They've spent the money to figure it out, you know? And so that's probably the best way. The other best way to do it is to put out content, you know? Like, if you start following, like, the select few people that are in your niche who are absolutely crushing, and you add them as a friend or whatever, they're going to check out your feed, and if they see you're grinding, they're going to, like, give you more value, you know? And so um, that's helped. That's helped a lot. Yeah, sure. I have, with content especially, I've, ha I've had a couple calls with people for other unrelated, like, reasons recently, and... They're like, yeah, I went and checked you out. Yeah. Like, you really know what you're talking about or you really have it going on. And it, it you know, sometimes it, it can become, the content thing can become a little bit daunting. Sure. Because yeah. it's all the time. It's such a time expense. You, you know, not all of us love to be on camera. So, yeah. like, there's just a lot to it. But, and then you just put your stuff out there. And first of all, um, I think it was Matt, who's the, who's the pretty comedian? Matt, uh, Matt Reif. Matt Reif. Yeah, yeah. He says in his special, like, shame on anyone who shades you when you're, like, putting content, content out. Because if you're brave enough to put your stuff out there, mm -hmm. then there should be no, there's like, no asshole should come along and be able to, like, make you feel bad or shame you or talk, troll you for, like, being brave enough to put your stuff out there. And I agree because it's hard to every day put stuff out there. And then I, like, when I see the notification... I'm like, oh, God, I don't even want to read. Because people will say the ugliest stuff on the Internet. So that's a whole other topic. But you do all this stuff. You, you're brave and you put your content out there. And sometimes, you know, because it takes a while to move the needle, you don't even know if you're doing it and it's, it, it's all for naught. Like it, whether or not you should be doing this or not, right? Like because you just don't – there's not anyone to say, hey, great – great job, good podcast, great content or whatever. You're just like putting it out in the universe and you're hoping that it comes back to you. But then occasionally you'll get the, hey, I yeah. went and researched you. You really know what you're talking about. Like, great job. That feels good. It's usually totally unexpected. And it's nice to know that it's resonating with someone, anyone. Like yeah. that we're not just doing it for funsies. Because, yeah. man, I've got a lot of other things I could be doing for funsies, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And the people that are going to comment on your stuff or, like, hey, like, you don't want those people in your life anyways. Like, it's not like you're trying to. I mean, like yeah. someone's going to go out of their way and, like. But but they the trolls just are. I told you this, that I listened to another podcast, and um, it was Bill Maher, and he said. <laughs> Bill Maher is your boy. He's, <laughs> his, his podcast is great. He's smart. He's. We have a lot. We're aligned in a lot of our thinking. So yeah, I, I really enjoy his his content. And he said, you know, that haters are like bacteria. You need a healthy amount of them to know that. And I've mm. told you this before. You need a healthy amount of them 
to know that you're relevant. Like if you don't have anyone hating on you, then you do, you're not relevant. And so I, I think that that's a really healthy way to look at it. It doesn't take the sting out of it when sure. it's happening. And I hate it so much. And I try so hard not to read the comment, um, the comments, but it's easier said than done. I'm getting better at it all the time. But, you know, it's, it's just I, I do think the content thing is like feeding the beast. Like it's the more you do, the more you have yeah. to do. It is time consuming. And this is how people buy stuff, you know, like no, no one wants to get a freaking cold call. Like no one's like this is how people buy things in 2024. People well, not, not only that, but like, man, oh, man. Um, I mean, I think that there is something to be said for you will like if you're dealing with a person who is going to go out and put their information on the Internet, like on a form to get a call about health insurance. That's not typically your most affluent client. Yeah. Right? Like Same with love. Same, yeah. Yeah, not, not like, yeah. just, it's just, that's not, th that is not, like, the person who has more money to spend or they're not necessarily your, your subsidy client on a healthcare.gov plan. Yeah. Those people are not going to take to the internet, and there's, there's a place for everyone, but, like, they're not going to take to the internet and fill out a form, and, and they know that their phone's going to blow up, right? They're more likely to go to Facebook and ask for recommendations, use their peer group, so people that are similar to them, yeah. and ask for recommendations, or search, like research, Google search, look for reviews of the business that they're trying to, like, source, right? Yeah. So, and I think, again, there's a place for all of it, but... Those are typically the people that have more money to throw down on whatever it is that you're trying to sell, sell right? Yeah. So although both clients, both sets of clients there's a place for and they both need help, you know, you have to do a fair amount of both. So j all that to say there is a place and a need for both clients. So to that end, we have to make some cold calls. We also have to make sure that we have a presence on the internet yep. so that people can buy into us, trust us, understand that we know what we're talking about. Um, I do love the most when people, like there will be shorts and people will talk about insurance. Like I said something the like last pod about how your employer plan and Obamacare are one and the same. And they said, this is simply not true. And I was like, what? Like, which part of this is not true? So I do love when people come, like, we live and breathe and drink and eat and everything insurance all day, every day. We know quite a bit about how these plans work. And I love when trolls yeah. come on and, and you know you know what you know because it's your your job and you're paid to well, know it. And they will tell you you're wrong and you're an idiot. And I'm just like you know, this is why you don't read the comments. Like, yeah. that's pretty funny. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. Content is, um, sometimes it's fun. Yeah. It's nice, I think, for us to have this time to decompress and to talk about goings on because, honestly, sometimes we we could be, like, passing ships in the night. We don't see each other. Yeah. We, we're so busy. Or if we're in the same building – we're both working on so many other things that there's just not. There's time. just a lot happening. Yeah, we should do. We need a weekly debrief. I think still. Like we kind of we do it weekly, but like a scheduled. We like a little organization. Uh, you know, I also think this is a good segue to another like takeaway for starting a business. Is yes, people start very successful businesses all the time on their own, but you have to have a group of like trusted advisors, people that you can consult with. Because, you know, two heads are better than one, yeah. always. And I think something that has worked well for us is we could not be more of a yin and yang, polar opposites yeah. in every single way. Yeah. Right? Like, anything that you're great at, I'm probably not, yeah. and vice versa. And it just makes for a nice, like meeting of the minds and marriage and like a sure, yeah. business platform because there are things that you'll say that I'm like, man, I never would have thought of that. Or like yeah. I never would have 
approached it that way. And I'm sure you have similar. Yeah, you're really good at like keeping people accountable, like touching base. Yeah. Oh, anything right? Watch. (laughs) Yeah, like that. I've been training for that. My whole life. Yeah, I'll so say it once, and then, like, I'm just, like, whatever you want to do with that, do with it, you know? But you kind of need it. You need that in teams. One thing I found, though, I heard, let me get your opinion on this, is this is from Pace Morby, really great guy in real estate. We're going to look him up. But he said in every business you need a visionary and you need an integrator. A visionary and integrator. A visionary is someone who's, like, coming up with the ideas, like, we should do this, 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 like, new Id- new box. Like, here's your current box, new box, new box, new box. And then you need someone to integrate that and, like, build the operating system and, like, the teams and, like, the structure. So who do you think is what and which? I feel like I'm more visionary than integrator, but I feel like you're you, – I feel like I'm 70-30. I feel like I'm 70 visionary, 30% integrator. I feel like – tell me if you think this is right. I think you're, like, 70% integrator, 30% visionary. I agree, yeah. Because you'll come up with ideas, but you're more, like, all right, here's the current idea. Let's Let's go deep. Well, I think, so I I would say that, yes, I agree. Okay. Um, I do think we both have characteristics of each. However, I do think that it is very much, and this is probably just like an age thing with me, is like I've spent enough time, like, and I've been in, in organizations where they would fly by the seat of their pants all the time. They would never, like, give enough time for proof of concept in Mm. things and they would always want to that's not working well how do you know like you just yeah you just started right so i think in age with age comes wisdom and you know i think that i have learned you got you kind of got to stick to like you got to find what works like rework it until it works and then stick to it and then layer things on and i think that that's probably Mm -hmm. the integrator part of me is like okay, let's stay the course. Let's not blow up what we have to go try something new. Sure. Where you're not afraid to blow something up. I'll blow it up. You'll (laughs) blow it up. You will burn Rome to the ground. (laughs) Like, to go try something new. And I think that this is where the yin and yang works because there will be times where I will be afraid to move and you'll force my hand at it. Mm -hmm. I would would probably never do anything if you didn't, if you didn't make me. So, like, that's good. But there are definitely times where I have to pump the brakes with you and tell you, like, yes, but in baby steps. Like, let's slowly add this in or let's focus on this one thing. And I think that we both have qualities of both ca- both characteristics, but um, it's where it's good that we have both of us or we'd probably be out of business. Right? 100%. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that um, – I think the important thing to know is like when you when you watch all these like business gurus online and stuff like a lot of them are just pitching so they'll be like we just made 10 million or if you're not making 10 million you suck you know yeah but like in reality the numbers only one I think the stat is one percent of Americans make over 400k right so if you clear like let's say you clear like 100k or something you're doing like I don't know what the stat is on that top 10 percent you know people you know, so start small. Like, don't – it's easy to look at social and look at anybody in your niche who's like, I just made a million dollars in a day. And it's like, you get FOMO, but, like, that's not always real. No, it's most of the time not real. Yeah. Like, unless you're seriously like a Grant Cardone or an yeah. Alex Hermosi that everybody knows they've they've figured this stuff out and yeah. there's truth behind it. The rest of it's just a bunch of influencers, like, kind of – Putting like walking the walk and like faking. I mean, there are a whole slew of things out there that tell you how to like fake a presence <laughs> on social media. On social, right? To get, to get and pop. I think that there's hey, there's a place for it. Like dress for the job you want. Like I get it, but you can't you can't judge yourself by the measuring stick of other people, or you will very quickly def- be defeated and feel like you're deflated and you you're not winning. And, and I think in business, in everything in your life, but especially when you're starting a new business and you're, you're trying to do things that you haven't done before, you have to be able to, like, celebrate progress and not just think, if I'm not, you know, where they are, I'm, I'm not winning. That's yeah. not true. Like, yeah. you are better this week than last week because of this. Like, you have to be able to look for those tiny things to celebrate. To get momentum. To keep yourself going keep and saying, showing up. Yeah, keep saying. Because yeah. you're, you're looking at someone's highlight reel that might 
be right or not right. It doesn't, it doesn't matter because they're not you. It doesn't matter. It's what your current progress, where you currently are in life, and then you just track where you are. And here's at. the problem is the more you click on that kind of stuff, the more of that stuff your feed gives to you. So then <laughs> you've got nothing but a feed of people that are winners, and if you are measuring your success based on the barometer of their success – then you're going to feel like a big old loser and you're actually going to set yourself back. So yeah, yeah, their success doesn't matter. I mean, Hey, I celebrate people's success. You know, there are even people from the last company that I'm not friends with that. Yeah. I am still friends with certain people that are there. Yeah. And I, and I celebrate their successes. I'm, I'm proud of like what they're accomplishing, but not it, it's, but it's not my path. Right. Like, you know, that, I made different choices and so I can be happy for them and still celebrate what I'm doing. And, and, and I'll tell you quite honestly, I feel like in my heart mm -hmm. better with what we're doing here than what I was doing there. Yeah. A lot. Because in what ways? Well, what did you feel there and then now? Because there you had, well, first of all, there, the only thing that was really celebrated not was not like doing right by your client, mm -hmm. which I feel like I has always been my North star. I, I'm really good to trying to do the right thing for people. I 100% yeah. believe that about myself and myself as like an advisor there that wasn't celebrated. It was always just money that was celebrated mm -hmm. and that felt dirty, real sleazy yeah, and really like not what we were like, you know, it was really like you're talking on both sides of your face. Like, they would say, we're here for the client. We care about the client. We This is all weird. But then their actions were completely different. And that didn't feel like it sat right with me. So for that reason, I'm glad to be out of that environment. But secondarily, there were definitely times where there was a lot of pressure to cut corners or not do the right thing to win even though it might not have been the right thing for that client or f in general for the insurance, anybody, for any any party involved, but you felt the pressure to do it because there was a lot of pressure to win and make more money. And here, and, and, and I did not like the not being able to help, but probably half of the people that came my way, right. if even that, like I had to send a lot of people away. And I would always try to put them in capable hands so that they could get the right thing. But it feels much better to be on this side and be able to legitimately, capably, in the right way, help every single person I talk to. For like, sure. I never have to turn anyone away. That feels really good. Um, we spent a lot of time there. We were taught to kind of trash the marketplace. And I don't think that that's a smart business decision. I don't think you no. have to, like, poo-poo other things to make your thing look better and if yeah. you do then there's a problem right it's yeah. just like hey what is your situation like this is my life now what is your situation well let's go find you the right thing because i have now instead of these three things i can show you i have 153 things i can show you so like let's yeah. go talk about what is truly right for you your budget your needs how you use your plan your health conditions like all of it and let's put you in the right spot. And that really does feel better with my soul. Like, I just feel better about what I do on a daily basis. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it feels good to give someone the right option. And a lot of it's just in any – I feel like every niche has some form of this. Is like you have the people that are just pushing one thing. It's more in the financial game, right? Pushing one thing, and then it's not always the best thing for someone. No, and, and a lot of times it's based on what's going to pay the highest commission. Yeah. What can I do with, like, the least amount of involvement? Do you know how many people, I, I mean, we've talked about this before, but, like, how many people I talked to that today I had one that, well, yeah, I don't, I don't even really know who my agent was because I talked to them that one time and then I never heard from them again. And you're like, yeah. at, like, I can't even find them. Like, that does not feel good to me because I think that the insurance, the health insurance conversation, although I think we spend a lot of time educating people, you're not going to get it all in a 30 minute conversation. Like I don't expect you to hear me talk for 30 minutes and understand insurance flawlessly and how to like 
never be annoyed with your plan and how to understand how it works, right? Like, yeah. we're giving you a high-level overview, but you're still going to need help along the way. And that, again, is, like, one of the things that I think sets us apart. And that has been – I feel like I'm much more able in so many ways in this environment than I was there. Yeah. So – 100%. Um, and that's on insurance. So that's, I digress because we're talking about, we'll talk about the, the business, business, right? Yeah. So, what, what are else? the lessons? What are the lessons? Do you want to talk about any? Num- well, I don't want to give numbers because we're not give exact, but I'll say this. In one of our new marketing campaigns, we just cracked um, under, un- under 100 CPA, so $97 to acquire whoop, whoop. a client. And CPA so is? Cost per acquisition. Right. So 97 bucks, which is really good. It was costing like 250 like two weeks ago. So But again, if the goal is whatever the goal is, if we only set our eyes on the goal and we didn't celebrate the yeah. progress along the way, then that would have been a missed opportunity sure. to celebrate like where we've come, like how far we've come, right? Yeah. So um yeah, I mean I it's think it's good, that's but that's again, that was through partnerships. That was through someone who has a a site that drives like a ton of traffic and then we partner on it, right? But some of the interesting with anybody who's driving leads right now is have you heard about the FCC ruling? Have you heard about this? Oh god. Okay, so the FCC. So the way now a lot of lead and this happens in every industry. There's lead companies that you pay, they send you leads, right? Huh? Um the FCC made a ruling in early twenty five that they can't sell to multiple people. So they can only sell to one buyer. So all uh, what a lot of lead vendors do is they share the lead. They share the leads because they make more money by selling it multiple times. So they'll times. sell it cheaper and sell it to multiple people, and then you've just got to be the best one that they call. They call, yeah. Or that to, calls them. To get it, yeah. And so they're they're going away with that because what happens in a lot of the insurance space is you have offshore call centers. They only dial, like in the Philippines, and they only dial age data. So they buy these data lists from these brokers that are like millions of people. They throw them in a dialer, they dial out, and they live transfer those, and they sell those live transferred agents for $30, $50, $60, $70 a call. So they make a ton of money. But see, and this is more like in the senior space, so many seniors, and anybody now I think too, but seniors especially, their phones are getting blown up like so much that there's so much complaints that the FCC is coming in and being like, hey, you guys can't do this anymore. So the theory is a lot of lead vendors are going to go out, lead costs are going to get more expensive, and you have to self-gen, like do it yourself, or you have to make you have to make partnerships with people who are selling you. And damn, like yeah. for any insurance agent that's listening to this, it means you should really practice on free friends and family making yourself really good at calling because – the days of buying a lead for five bucks are over. Are over where you would not, it wouldn't sting as much. Probably going to go to 20 to 50 a lead, you know, depending on what filters you set in and stuff. But like, like, le- like they're called publishers or like people who are driving the traffic, they have to make their money back, right? Like if you, if you drive one lead and it costs you $30 to generate, you can't sell it for 30. You got to sell it for 40, 50 to pay for your stuff, you know? So. But it's interesting because when I would call leads as an agent, I would only buy shared leads because because I was pretty good on the phone. And so I knew I could out-talk the other people that were calling them. Like I could build rapport. I could like show my prowess, right? And so I would only buy shared leads because you would get twice as many for the cost. But, yeah, I mean, I think there's always – there's a cost to everything, but there's always just – there are changes. Who can keep up with all of – I mean, like, we have, again, for compliance purposes, everyone – every text that goes out from our CRM has to have what you guys see on your phones when you get texts, reply stop to stop the communication. Well, the problem is sometimes they will have asked for our help. They want our communication, but they reply stop to everything because yeah. they don't know the number, right? Yeah. That sucks because then it's like a whole other set of hoops you have to jump through to now communicate with that client. Like you got to get them to reply start and like agree to the communication again. Yeah, like off back in. And and the amount of people like and we're so trained as a society now to just reply stop to everything. And I, hey, I'm guilty of it too. Like I do it too. You do it too. Like you see anything I come across, you 
say stop. I like looking at the marketing messages though. It hypes me up. I'm yeah, like, what intro are you doing? That is so you know, his. That's what, so uh, his. Yeah, thing. what's happening? I, here? Me, I'm like stop, stop, stop. Yeah. So, but the the crazy part is, we will get people that reply stop to like a happy birthday message. <laughs> like oh yeah. We'll, where we're wishing them a happy birthday because it's automated from our system, and I'm like, seriously, like. Or, like, the people that for the happy birthday message, they'll respond back, like, who is this? Well, first of all, it says who it is in the birthday message. But secondly, who cares? Like, happy birthday. Like, yeah. What is, like, so people are just so wild yeah. to be able to deal with the message. Which is why it's so important for you to, if anybody's trying to build a business, to do content. Because you need to, you before they get in your funnel, they need to trust, like you, love you. Or so be able to find you. Or be able to find you. Yeah. Just, you know? like. If I say I'm Lori from the Benefits Boss, they need to be able to go Google the Benefits Boss, and it needs to be, there needs to be stuff there, right? Like, I think if you actually look at the Benefits Boss, it's, you know, quite a bit of different things on Google listing, like we kind of yeah. have that page, right? And then to see positive reviews, like, it's yeah. it's really important, because that this is how people shop now. Yeah. And, and I think, what is, what's the statistic that they have to engage or be a part of your business seven times before they'll yeah, actually like hear you like seven to ten times before they'll actually reach out or make contact, contact yeah. so it's not just about having the website it's not just about being on instagram it's about all doing all of it which is more exhausting yeah and more money and so we're right back to the first yeah and here's the thing if you guys are like starting a business like don't try to do this all on your own like go work for somebody like people who have made it need help you know and so that's like go take a couple years and go you can get a entry-level job like just go dm people go on hashtags on insta with your niche and go find the people that are crushing and a lot of times they'll pay you they need help with stuff and go learn it like this is a lot of to run a business you have to essentially not be amazing at everything but you have to be good at everything you do right or else or ha or employ the people or that employ are the good people at that it. are good at but it. but like you know the other thing that i have noticed because we have such a more of a focus on the numbers and like where we're showing up and, and is our content what what's hitting, right? Mm -hmm. I will find myself being more vocal because I, I have my own other podcast besides yeah. this one. So I will find myself when I'm out in the world just organically, if it, there's a not like I'm not like pushing an agenda, but if there's an organic mm -hmm. time for it to come up in conversation, I will share it with people because that's the other part is you're also your number one marketer. Like yeah. you have to be out everywhere promoting your business. It's why you see the Alex Hermoses of the world. You're never going to see homeboy on camera, not wearing some sort of branded merch merchandise. Yeah. Right. So like there is a strategy to it. You have to do all of the things. It's expensive and it's exhausting, but it also is fun when you start to see it work, right? Yeah. Like when we have positive results week over week, like that is exciting. Like that's and that's that's the other part, right? So Dakota is always like looking for the next thing. He's hungry. And I, I will have eat. I will have to slow him down and make him see the forest mm -hmm. for the trees, make him see the winds. Because if not, he would get in his own head. And you guys have seen a pod or two where he's a little down in the dumps. Like, that that will be how he is. And I have to, like, yeah, bring him. Which is crazy because I would not classify myself as a super rosy, positive person. <laughs> but I will be forced to be in that space yeah. to, to, like, pick. And that's that's probably the sign of a good partnership is when, yeah. you know, well I've because of health stuff that I've had going on, I – haven't been able to be present. And I would say that I'm a pretty present person when it's my normal circumstances. I'm, yeah. I work a lot, but I've not been able to be as present. So he's definitely lifted me up or picked up the slack. I appreciate that when he's down, I'll say like, what can I do to help? And I think that's yeah. a really important part of a successful partnership as well. Yeah. You know, you, and that's the thing too, like, whoever you partner with, like Lori and I worked together for like three years before, like, no, it's, it's a lot to go into partnership with someone. Like you're like, it's a lot of trust, you know, like bank accounts, money, 
decisions. Just decision-making quality. So don't just go partner with anybody. Like, vet out the person. Go work for somebody Can first. Can you stand them? Yeah. Are you going to be able to, like, what works so well for us here, because I can be, if I'm passionate about it, I can be pretty heavy-handed. And Dakota's super easy. So that, like, works out pretty well for me. But if um, if we really see not eye-to-eye on something, are we going to be able yeah. to meet in the middle? And I think we do a pretty good job of that. Yeah. Um, and he'll say to me, like, I don't like he said it to me this week, Lori. If you like, if you feel really, really passionate about this, then we'll do it your way. But here's what I think, and I would like us to consider this, and I think that's like, yeah, so important and yeah. not easy to get to. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, it's you gotta have some different personalities too, because if if we were both like, no, yes, then it would just be bad, right? Like everything, it'd be hard because you have to make a lot of decisions. Like there's a lot of tech, marketing, like all this stuff, you know. Yeah. So we're at so this. So what else? I think. Um, What's the goals for next year? We haven't even vision plan. We got a vision plan. We, well, I'm about <laughs> to do my own personal vision board at home. Oh, are you? Um, because I've got a lot of plans for myself for next year. Yeah. Um, I think next year is where the rubber meets the road. I think we might have put the cart before the horse on some things here, like trying to bring people in. Like, oh, my gosh, yeah. You know, it is <laughs> important, <laughs> and it's more fun. When you have more people around, yeah. Um, but it's but I think we we both know it's not just about having anyone around. It's about having the right, right people, people around because you know more people doesn't mean more money. It means more money spent and energy. And more people does not mean more money. More people means more <laughs> effort that it's going to take yeah. you more energy. You have to have like where the hell am I going to get that right? <laughs> so like I think it's the right people. Plus yeah. I think. You know, there were so many, like we've talked about, there are so many people in insurance that because there's so much money that can be made, it attracts a special kind of character. Yeah. I don't want to spend time with all those characters. Like, I want people, and we've always aligned on this, like, I want people that are in it for the right reasons, that have the, that would do it as well as I would do it, and, like, have the right intentions, and I think I would rather wait it out to find those people than just try to, like, fill the seat, right? So we've always kind of agreed on that. And and once you get a person, you kind of own them. You're kind of in it to win it for good unless they decide to part ways. Yeah. And that's a big commitment mm-hmm. because <laughs> there are just people that you don't want to be around all the time or that are yeah. not aligned in your vision or don't have a great work ethic or whatever it might be. So – I think people, like growing people-wise, is our next big beat. But, uh, you know, I think we really shouldn't have done it, couldn't have done it until you had all this work that you'd put in to make sure that the leads were yeah, coming flowing. Yeah. to be able to support those people. Yeah. Um, but I think next year's people, and I think we have to have, like, people goals in place, like how much we want to grow the team by each quarter um sometimes monthly i think yes bite-sized pieces are good but sometimes you can put pressure on yourself if you do it like in a monthly snapshot a month zooms by so like three months is probably a more realistic you gotta onboard them you gotta give them like that's the other thing too is like it's a 60 to a 90 day ish onboarding process, right? And so you got to right, have So you better again, you better like that person. Yeah, cuz you're, you're about to put a months. lot of yourself into them. Yeah, yeah. For sure. And I think that there's still a lot that And I do agree with you. I think there's just a lot that we're still finalizing like marketing lead flow, like the deal's more secure, but like making it as secure as possible. Tech having the software that can support it. Like just yesterday like having so much having tech that fails and people relying on that like it's hard to manage the sales of the day and then deal with that like it's just a lot of pressure so to like and it'll never be 100% like i'm not saying that i'm just saying make it more stable so for sure it's yeah. always a work in progress tech yeah. is always a work in progress but i think next year it's about people it's about owning more of our own destiny so like 
having our own platform because uh, so much of the tech problems come in because we have to outsource so much of yeah the like softwares like stuff that we purchase and we're leasing right yeah so having more of that be ours i think we're on the precipice of the cusp of that being a reality um and really focusing on like trying to double down on how do we generate our own leads. Yeah. I think those are probably those the are focuses. the biggest thing. And then I would say like something that maybe like Q2 or something like building a really sick like onboarding training platform. Like I just took the past 3 weeks training someone and like an hour and and going over the same thing but like we need a platform people can log in get the information, retain it, because me just saying it, it's not always hitting. Like And they have so to be like able quizzes, to rewatch like, it. And, and rewatch like, it. Like, yeah. it. Like that needs to, like before we onboard, we need to be able to cash flow leads, software, and like an onboarding system so people are. You know, I good. also think like so much of what next year will look like depends a lot on legislation. And oh like yeah, changes that's the other that are piece. happening in insurance. Yeah. So like, will we go to a call center? I don't know. The predictions are that all call centers are going to fall away because of changes that are happening with ACA and right. So like, I don't know if that's. It's all. It all depends on your marketing. It all depends on like how you're bringing people in. Like a lot of these call centers on ACA are just we call it the um, agent or record wars. They're just flipping clients like 80, 90 percent are just flipping people and getting paid for the months that they're on the plan. That doesn't work. you got to generate people who actually need that product and are going to stick with you. Or that are bought into you. Yeah, 100%. That are like, no, 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 I have an agent. That's good. I mean, you know, you have those clients that are like, yeah, I had this other agent tell me about this, but I wanted to talk to you about it first. Like, yeah, that's when you win. Like, those are the clients you need, the ones that are with you ride or die. And so yep. you're never going to get that by being a one- shot hey i call i'm cold calling you and i'm just gonna put you in the same plan and flip you to me like that's exhausting and you spent those the part that concerns me for those people is that man they spend a lot of time and money for i don't even know if it's really a return on investment because if you only have them for one or two months before someone flips them off your book again did you even make the money that it cost to pay the person to like? It depends on how good it. your retention system is. So like they literally have to build a separate team of people to keep people on the books. But even with that, a good persistency is 70%. So they're tracking their profit 300 bucks on like $100, $150 spent. So they're making in the long run $150 per person, $150, 200 bucks. It's just you have to do so much volume for that to work. And the the payouts on those plans are so much less. Yeah. That so you have to do so much volume, and it's so much more work. Like it's just there's so many parts of it that are not. Yeah, super it's not. Li- it's not like a long term game plan. You well, know? It's, it's not a way to ever grow. You're like personally to grow. Like you're not going to grow your. You're not business growing a brand. Way. You're not growing a place where people are like. Right, and you're just kind of always chasing to replace the person you've just lost, really. I mean... it's Yeah, you have to build a, a freaking system. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think a lot of what will be our future and the people that we talk about bringing in is going to depend on what happens with legislation, which we won't know until Q2 of next yeah. year, um, and what that'll look like. But I think what, again, is so comforting about the where we are now is we'll be I think we'll be able to pivot to whatever the market brings our way whatever people need yeah there's options like right. yeah because we have such a broader scope now where before we just had like one portfolio of product and that's where it it, it felt like you were a little bit pigeonholed we pretty much have like every carrier in the freaking United States except for the one captive one captive, plus there's some regional ACA carriers that we don't have as of yet. But, like, the majority, we have pretty much every option. You know, so, like, whatever the market determines, we can, like, pivot to and pivot. Um, that's funny. And, um, you know, figure it out. So, 
I think we'll figure out either way. So I think it's I think it's going to be exciting. Um, I think it's going to be nerve wracking. I think that I'm ready for a new year, and you know I can't believe we've already been in this space for a year. Is it two years? Almost a year and a half now. Year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. time flies when you're having fun. 2024 sounds space age. I'm excited to build a team. One book that I'm reading that's really, or I'm actually sorry, I was watching the person who wrote the book. It's called Buy Back Your Time by Dan Martell. And um, it's all about how to build teams. Because, you know, y- as you grow, there's only so many hours in a day, right? So it's like, as each step as you grow your business, you have to um, skill stack, right? You got to like learn a new skill to grow, right? And so you, you only, you, if you, if everybody could just work hard, then everybody would be amazing, right? So it's about those who can grow the skills the fastest. And so how do we build a sales team? How do we build a tech team? How do we build a marketing team? Like, how do we build the things that we can't all do ourselves 24 hours a day, you know? So, because right now it's us funding this whole thing, right? And it's, it's kind of exhausting, right? To be selling 30, 40, 50 hours a week, running tech, running content, Training. Training. It's just everything, you know? And so it, it's going to be nice to buy back some of that time through the money we've made and then keep growing our numbers, you know? So we can at least have profit, you know? <laughs> and just a work-life balance. Balance. It's always such a – Yeah. I, like I don't love that phrase that yeah. just work-life. Because, I mean, it, it's, th- it's imbalanced, period. It's set up yeah. to be imbalanced. You spend more time, more hours – at work than you do with your family. But I think like less pressure here to, yeah. allows for us to have just better, more present quality of time when we're away. And that's priceless. That's invaluable. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, so it's exciting to go to the next level and keep growing. So here we come 2024, 2024. ready or not. Yeah, we're here. But I think that's that's good. That's probably what we have to share for building your business. But, but truly, it is helpful to talk to other entrepreneurs regardless of what space you're in. And, you know, feel free to, like, DM us or comment yeah. if, if you have a question or you want to help brainstorm something, whether or not it's an insurance. Or if it's not us, go ask another entrepreneur who's done it well. Like, anyone who... Um, is a good person and wants to pay it forward, like you can probably trust the things that they're going to say to you. If they blow you off and they're, you know, way too big to take your, your phone call, then you probably didn't want their advice anyway. But, you know, it's all about community, I think, and learning from each other. And Yeah, there's Facebook groups for everything, you know. So go surround yourself with people who are on the same mission and you'll, like, you'll get the same result. You'll meet some cool people along the way and – um, you just never know where you're going to meet the next person that can give you a tidbit that's going to, like, help you along in your business. So I think that it's important, too. 100%. All right. Cool. Well, that was good. That so was good I am Lori. And this is Little Codes Dakota. Dakota. Again, if you found any value in this um, podcast today, please subscribe. Consider subscribing, liking, sharing, commenting. Like, all of it Leave helps us get to more people. So 100%. until then, bye. Bye. Talk soon.